has for us tonight. Certainly, thank you. I want us to turn to, the, this is the last segment of the class. Series four, part four of, of, of this series of the class. We're gonna start in Matthew, the 17th chapter. And God is gonna reveal some things to us that's gonna bring us to a, a better place in him, a more, a more understanding place in him. Now I want you to hold your place there because I want you to go to that verse that I was trying to find the other day, Isaiah 28, verse 9 and verse 10. Now hold your place in Matthew 17 and go to Isaiah 28, verse 9 and verse 10. And when you get there, would you please say amen to me? I tell you, I feel good about what the Lord is doing. I really feel good about it. I feel good about what God is doing. I feel good because when I look at my people and I see them growing spiritually, then I know that I'm doing my job. Amen. And when I see that little old baby, when I saw that little girl that put that in mind of that little happy baby, you know, that little happy baby. And, 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 and I thought about that baby in that cup, and I said, oh, Lord, that's, that's a wonderful thing, that new birth, you know. That new birth, man, you know, I mean, you know, you know when, when, when a snake sheds your skin, that new birth comes, you know, it makes them grow some more. It makes them grow some more. Are we there? Amen. Okay. Look at Isaiah, the 28th chapter, verse 9 and 10. Are we there? Amen. Isaiah asked a question, or God asked a question. Through speaking through Isaiah. He said, Now, whom shall I teach knowledge? How many of y'all know that? Knowledge has to be taught. Amen. So he asked the question, Whom shall I teach knowledge? He's saying, Who shall I teach knowledge to? And then he asked, Whom shall I make to understand doctrine? See, you got to be made to understand doctrine. He asked the question, Doctrine is teaching. Okay, he asked this question. Whom shall I teach knowledge? He's looking for somebody who wants to know about him. So God asked the question, who can I teach? And then he says, and to whom shall I make to understand what's being taught? Now that word make, that don't mean that he's going to command you to do nothing, but that means that that word that you're being taught is going to mold you and shape you. God is looking for some vessels that he can teach his knowledge to and mold and shape. Are y'all with me? He's looking for that. And this is a very powerful word tonight, a, a, a word that's going to bless us to see and understand that, you know, God really cares about us. It's not that God don't care about us, it's that we're slack on caring about ourselves. Amen. God wants to do all of this good stuff for us, but he's got one problem. He doesn't place his word above his name. And whatever his word says, the instructions of us are given to us. And if we don't follow the instructions, then his hands are tied. We can't do what he wants to do for us. You know, because he can't go above his word and make concessions. You know, that's what I'm saying here. Yeah. I mean, I'm just trying to help you. I'm happy. Y'all look happier than me. Praise the Lord. 
Look like everybody eating good. Don't shout me down. I'm full of myself. Everybody look like they're eating good. Everybody look like they're shining, they're glowing. You know what I'm saying? Ain't nobody coming in all crazy looking. At them. You know, we ain't got time for that. We ain't got that much time to live to be sad. Let's be happy. So he asked the question, uh, who, who can I teach knowledge to? And, and, and who it is that I can make or I can mold and shape to understand what's being taught to them? He said, the ones that can do it are the ones that are weaned from the milk and drawn from the breast. That means those babies can't go where we're going. The milk drinkers, you know the people that don't want to go, they want to stay on milk. He said, you got to be weaned away. That's the word. He said, you got to be drawn away from people having to run, you're supposed to be leading, and people got always got to run to you and find out where you are, if you are right. You know, good gracious, man. I mean, come on, ain't it time out? You'll wear somebody out. I mean, it's, it's time out for that. It's time out for it. And then he says, now, once we get them away from that milk and away from that breast, then those that can handle this thing, he said, it's going to be precept upon precept. Line upon line, here a little and there a little, he said. For with stammering lips and another tongue will I speak to this people. To what people? The ones that he can teach knowledge to and mold and shape. So it's evident that it ain't for everybody. I'm going to prove it to you right now. Watch this word over here in Matthew 17. Are you with me? Amen. Follow this word real closely. And after six days, six is the number of man and his limitations. I picked up on that too. It's the number where man ends and God has to take up. He comes to the end of his ability to do. So, it's required that after man can't go any further, God takes it up. Watch this word. And after six days, Jesus, look who he took. He took three of them, Peter, James, and John. And he brings them up into a high mountain, and he put that word apart there. Well, what about all of them other Decided. Well, wait. Hold up. Hold up. Now remember now he said, who can I teach knowledge? And who can I make to understand what I've been trying to say? So he takes Peter, which is our hero. He takes James, which is the will. And he takes John, which is his grace. And he takes him up into a high mountain, Jesus does, the power and the wisdom of God. He takes him up into this high mountain. That means that they go into a high revelatory place in God. In other words, they get, they're beginning to see something and get, they're going to see something and get something that the rest of the folk can't get. You understand? You see, so you see, what he does was, he took them up and he put them apart. You see it. See, you've been taken out of the world. You've been taken out of all the churches that y'all come out of. And you've been brought to a high mountain of knowledge and set apart. Amen. 
He didn't, out of all his disciples, how many was with him? He set them apart. Then the word of God said that Jesus, he was transfigured. That word transfigured means he was changed into a different type. He was metamorphosed, like from a caterpillar to a butterfly. You, you, you see, what happened here is that, and was transfigured before them, and his face shined as the sun, and his raiment was white as the light, meaning that, see, they saw a change. See, how many of y'all know that when you go into a higher realm of the living spiritual word of God, you begin to see Jesus in a different light. In other words, you begin to see the word of God differently than everybody else. See, they saw him in his transfigured state, his spiritual state. They saw him his face was like the sun, meaning that they saw the pureness of his love. And not only that, but they also saw the pureness of his spirit, that white raiment. See, they saw him in the spirit raiment. Mm -hmm. Are you with me? Now, the word of God speaks here, and when you begin to see Jesus in his transfigured state, because remember, you got to go up high and you got to be set apart. And, 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 and some of your best friends and some of your family cannot go with you. Can, you, can I get an amen? amen? They just can't go. Amen. So, ain't no sweat. If you can't go, you can't go. Because notice now, we're going up a mountain. And when you're going up a mountain, you ain't got time to be trying to pull nobody else that don't want to go. Amen? amen? It's hard enough getting up there. Huh? Did I, did, am I making myself clear? Amen? So the word of God says here in verse 3, And behold, there appeared unto them Moses and Elias talking with him. Because you see, when you go up and you begin to see Jesus in a different light, not only do you see Moses, Moses represents the deliverer, not only do you begin to see deliverance in the word, but you will also see the spirit of God in the word too, which represents Elias. I hope y'all got that. Amen. And verse 4 says, And answered Peter, now, here and said unto Jesus, Lord, it's good for us to be here. If thou wilt, let us make here three tabernacles, one for thee, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. See, here go Peter. See, sometimes when God speaks to us, then we go to having crazy ideas. We want to start putting monuments, set up, yeah, we want to set up a monument on what God says, right? And not realizing God is a continuing and a progressive God. He's forever moving, and we got to move in, right? So what we do is we want to put a tabernacle. You know what a tabernacle is? That's like a gravestone out there. Now, every time you come here, that gravestone is in the same place, huh? Ain't moving. Ain't moving. So the first thing I hear, I want to say, oh, this must be God. Let's just stay here. Wait a minute. God is bigger than that. You can't stay here. You set up a monument here and you'll be stuck like chillers. Are y'all on here? So, somewhere in one of those other gospels, Jesus straightens him on that. And lets him know, no, you, you, you don't know what you asked. Because, see, what Peter is about to do, our own hearing is about, what it's about to do, it's about to stop us from going to that next place when we allow that to happen. 
So, verse 5 says, while he yet spake, behold, they, what kind of cloud? And what's the cloud? The word. What did happen? When you go up into that high place and set apart, does not the word overshadow? Look what it does. It overshadow you. It overshadowed them, and behold, a voice came out of it and said, This is my beloved son, mm -hmm. in whom I'm well pleased. Hear ye him. Now, John 3.13 speaks about no man has ascended, uh, up into, uh, has ascended up into heaven except the one that descended. Mm -hmm. Even the son of man who is in heaven. Well, let's read that again, because... I want to get every word of that like it's supposed to be because it's important. It says in 3, 13, And no man has ascended up to heaven, but he that came down from heaven. Even the Son of Man, who sits where? In heaven. He's still in heaven. Aha. Uh -huh. So, remember that cloud? So who's in the cloud? Jesus. Who is God? He's in the cloud. Remember the rainbow? Okay. So, remember his word overshadows in the book of Job. It overshadows the throne because he placed his word above his name. Remember the series? Go back down through there and remember what I've been teaching you. Now, Jesus is on earth. He's still the word. But the Bible says in John 3.13 that he's also still in heaven, right? So he can be where he wants to be. That's right. And he is everywhere yeah. at the same time. All right, we got that clarified. We got that clarified. He can still be in the cloud up above, yet though he can still be in the flesh down low. And that's why when he mixed in with the word, the word translated him to back to his original form. But here's the thing. If we're not high enough in God, we won't be able to see what God is doing. Uh-oh. Here we go. Here we go. We still down low. Apple on the ground. Supposed to be the apple of his eye, but now we the apple on the ground again. You think the tree stopped growing because the apple don't want to stay on it? No. Nah. Tree just bash some more apples. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Hey. Don't make no difference with your cousin, your mama, your brother. Don't make no difference. If apple fall off, see you, mom. I'm standing. That's what the apple said. Because the apple knows what it's connected to. Apple ain't no food. That one ain't to stay. So it, it goes on in Psalms 138, uh, verse 2, talks about how it placed his name above, uh, his word above all his name in Job 26, verse 9. Let's look at Job 26, verse 9. 26, verse 9. It says, he holdeth back the face of his throne and spread his cloud upon it. Remember? You see, when they went up on that high mountain, that, that cloud came from up top, didn't it? And it descended. So the Bible already said, no man has ascended up except the one that descended down. So all, that, all Jesus did was he ascended up to that high place to meet what he already was in heaven. All he did was connect it back with himself. That's all. So that he could show the one that was ready to see it just what God is all about. You begin to see Jesus in a different light. Luke 21. 
Luke chapter 21. Verse 25 through 28. Luke chapter 21, 25 through 28. Are we there? Amen. Can we get one? Can we just two? Teach a little bit tonight. Spend a little time with the Lord. Are we there? Amen. All right. Look at verse 25. Luke 21, verse 25. It says, And there shall be signs, something's going to be shown, in the what? Son. Son represents love. Okay. He said there's going to be some signs. Now, this is time of the coming of Christ. During the destruction, the time of destruction. Look at Matthew 24, 28. You don't have to turn there, but you can write it down. It said, follow, or you can go there. Matthew 24, 12, I believe I said. It said, many love shall wax cold for many. There shall be signs in the sun. Right? Sun represents love. The sign that's in the time right now is that the love for God has waxed cold. The love of many, for the love of God has now waxed cold. Matthew 24, verse 20. Are we there? See? So that's one sign that we're going to see. Another sign that we're going to see is that there's going to be a sign shown, verse 25 of Luke 21. I'm still in verse 25. Not only will there be a sign in love for one another, the son, that's been technically, factually clarified. But it's going to be in the moon too. Now the moon represents faith. So let's see what 1 Timothy 4, verse 1 and 6 is saying. Because there are going to be some signs in people's faith too. Let's see what that is, 1 Timothy 1 Timothy 4, verse 1 and verse 6. Tell me when you get there. Because I really need you to see this stuff. Because as I pointed out in the scripture, you're going to be able to look easily out at it and see it happening all around. And that's why I want you to see it in the scripture. That's exactly why. Are we there? Look what it says. Talk about it says that Matthew says there's going to be some uh, signs, not only in the love, because it's going to wax cold for many, which represents represented by the sun, but it also says that the moon is going to show some signs too, right? So in 1 Timothy 4, verse 1, and the moon represents faith. Are you with me? Amen. All right, watch this. Verse 4, verse 1, chapter 4, 1 Timothy chapter 4, verse 1 says, Now the Spirit expressly, Speaketh expressly, didn't say the pastor, say the spirit. That in the latter times, the times we're in, some shall depart from the what? Didn't it say that there are going to be some signs in the moon which represent your faith? It said that in the latter times, some folk are going to depart from the faith. Look around you. Giving heed to what kind of spirit? That's what seducing them. Telling them a lie. And teachings or doctrines of what? Yeah. Be careful what you listen to. Yeah. I'm telling you, you better be careful what you listen to. They had a thing on the other night, preaching, interviewing preachers, had their faces covered. Pastors who still preaching from the pulpit, but don't even believe the gospel no more. Yeah. I'm telling you. They stay there because they don't have no other way to make no money. They, they had their faces hid. Mm -hmm. 
to protect them from losing their jobs with the congregation. I'm telling you. Now listen to me now. Had one said what messed him up, remember I always tell y'all, be careful about going around listening to, 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 to other preachers and other people, doctrines and stuff. Remember I always tell y'all be careful of that? Okay, just what this preacher done. This pastor. This pastor bought some books. Brennan said he wasn't strong as he thought he was. That's why you don't play with the devil. Yeah, yeah. He went and bought some books on atheism and all of that. Thinking that he was sharpening his skills. And guess what happened here? He stopped believing in himself. He stopped believing in faith. He's a pastor, still preaching to his congregation. But he don't even believe it. Because you see, while he was reading that, the devil was talking to him. Got another preacher over there in, in Spartanburg jail for murder. Way out there in Missouri, where he done killed a man for his, for, for his wife. Done went to the man's business and killed him. If that ain't a seducing spirit, what is? This thing is dangerous out here. Mm -hmm. Hey, you looking around, looking crazy, and blaming everybody else. The devil will have you blaming everybody else except the one that the man in the mirror. Amen. Look at verse 6. If thou be, if thou put the brethren in remembrance of these things, mm -hmm. warn the church. Mm -hmm. Thou shalt be a good minister of Jesus Christ. Nourished up in the words of what? Faith. And of good doctrine, good teaching. Wherefore, thou hast attained. All right? Hmm. You know what the word is telling us. Now, you go over here to 2 Thessalonians 2.3. 2 Thessalonians 2.3 talking about the time that the Lord will return to us. Pick us up. It said that let no man deceive you. Second Thessalonians two, verse three. Some people call that 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 nasty word rapture. I know the rapture ain't in the Bible, y'all. I know it. It's a synonym for this scripture, what we just about to read, and it's a synonym or a light word for. The scripture in 1 Thessalonians where chapter 4, 16, where the Lord himself would descend from heaven with a loud shout and the voice of the archangel angel, and the trump of God and the dead in Christ arise and those that are alive will all be caught up to God. That word caught up, that's where they get raptured from, okay? It's just a synonym. A light word is like Bob and Jane or, 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 or or oh, uh, not Bob and Jane, but Bob and Robert. That's a, that's a synonym. It's like Larry and Lawrence. It's a synonym. That's all it is. So, 2 Thessalonians 2.3 tells us about this falling away. It says, Let no man deceive you by any means that for that day shall not come. Two things going to happen before Jesus comes back to pick up his church. There's going to be a falling away from the church and from the truth. It's going to be a falling away from the truth first. That was happening everywhere. And then, that's to set up so that the Son of Man be revealed. 
the son of perdition. That's the Antichrist. That's who that is. So it's two things that's going to happen before the Lord returns to pick up his church according to this word. There's going to be a falling away from the church and the Antichrist is going to be released. Two things. I don't care what nobody else teaches out there. I'm, I'm teaching what the word says. I don't care nothing about nobody else's doctrine. I don't care what nobody said on TV. I'm telling you what thus saith the Lord. As is. Not to get along with somebody else's theology or somebody else's uh, 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 doctrine. Because I'm not concerned with any of that. Let's go back to Luke. The book of Luke. Chapter 21, verse 25. We dealt with, there should be signs in the sun, which is love. There's going to be a love going west coast. There's going to be signs in our faith, which is the moon. There's going to be a falling away from the faith. And in the stars, the stars represent people's ability to understand the spiritual word. See, people can't understand the spiritual word. They're just so used to getting all that old other food. Until they don't understand. See, that word stars, that means to be able to penetrate the spiritual realm. They ain't able to do it. They ain't able to do it. They ain't able to hear it. So the word of the Lord says, and upon that's going to be, upon the earth that's going to be distress of the nation and perplexity, which is confusion, and the sea and the waves going to be ruined because the spirit of man is raging. There's all kind of perplexity and confusion in the earth today. Why? Because of that falling away. Because many have erred from the faith. Because they don't want to hear sound doctrine anymore. And verse 27 says, and then they shall see. Well, it, 26 says, men's hearts are going to be failing them for fear. And for looking after those things which are coming on the earth. See, they ought to be looking hmm, to hell. But they don't know that heaven is the one that's shaking it all. So every time God tries to do something in our life, what we do is we start looking down low, the apple on the ground. And we miss God every time. Bible says, look up, come up, lift up thine eyes unto the hill, not down to the ground. Holler, woe is me. And then shall they see the Son of Man, which is the builder of God in man, coming in a what? Cloud. In a word. With power and great glory. Word of God says that when you reach up there on that mountain, when you're hearing, and the grace that's in you, and the will that's in you, when you allow Jesus to take it up to that high mountain and set you apart, you'll be able to see Jesus in a different light. Bible says here you'll be able to see the Son of Man, Jesus, coming in the Word, which is the cloud with power and glory. In other words, you'll start seeing what's inside of you in this kingdom, the power that you possess, the things that you can get done within yourself. It's all about what's in you. It ain't about what's in your pastor. It's about what's in you. Your pastor is up here to try to help you discover what's inside of you. And if you take heed to what's being taught up here, Things start happening good in your life. And I'm sure since you've been under this teaching, a whole lot of good things will happen in your life. You just think about it. 
if you just think about it. It's all got to do with the Word of God. The Bible says in verse 28, and when these things begin to come to pass, then you're supposed to look up. <laughs> and lift up your head for your redemption draw nigh. You're supposed to be looking up when all hell break loose. Look up. But you, <laughs> we keep failing the test. When I say we, I'm talking about the body. We, we, we don't want that done went up and got separated. But even with that, we got to thank God that he allowed us the will to accept it. We could have rejected it too. And for a while, I may have. But something inside just say, no, just be still and know I'm God. Just be still and know I'm God. Go to Acts 1, verse 9 to 11. Acts 1, verse 9. Three, eleven, mm -hmm. and when he had spoken these things, did everybody get Acts one verse nine through eleven? And when he had spoken these things, while they beheld, he was taken up, taken up, and a cloud received him out of their sight. The word of God. See how the word descends and then it takes it back up. But see. The question is this, when the cloud descends, are we going to allow Jesus to take us up with the Peter, James, and John to that high mountain so that we can see? <laughs> see, that's the thing, because see, what happens is the word of God is descending. No man descended or ascended up except the one that descended. So, now, he comes down with the word, looking for somebody that he can take back up, to show him who he really is, where he can show him who he really is. But now, the question is this, are we going to allow the word of God to take us up on that high mountain, set us apart so that the cloud can come down and show who Jesus really is and what he really looks like. You know what I'm saying? The transfigured Jesus. The one that took his robe off in glory and step down here in this old nasty flesh to save a nasty wretch like this poor man. This poor man cried unto the Lord and he heard my prayer. And I thank him for it. I thank him. Took my feet and placed them on a rock. Took me out of the miry clay. The Bible says in verse 10, Acts 1 verse 10, that and while they looked sadly, uh, steadfastly toward heaven, as he went up, behold, two men Stood by them in white apparel. Well, that's a spiritual covenant right there. Two, white apparel. There's a spiritual covenant here. And they said, ye men of Galilee, in other words, you, you men of the, that came out of the circle of the heathen, why stand ye gazing up into the heaven? This same Jesus, which is taken up from you, and he's taken up in a cloud, into heaven, same way he's going to descend. So shall come in like manner as ye have seen him go into heaven. You see, he came in the word, and he gonna come, he left in the word, and he's gonna come back in. Now look at John 12, 48. If you, if you don't believe it, John 12, 48. John 12, 48 tells us that 
This very same word which he spoke, that's the one going to judge us in the last day. When he comes back, same way he left with that word, that's going to be the same one that's going to come back and judge. John 12, 48. Excuse me. Yeah, John 12, 48. Over there? Yeah. He that rejects me and receives not my word has one that judge him. Talking about the Father. The word that I have spoken, the saints shall judge him in the what day? Last day. Get these saints over here in, in the book of uh, Acts. In the book of Acts. The 11th chapter. I mean, the first chapter, verse 11. The last sentence. Same way you see him go up, it's the same way he's going to come back down. And that's what he said. Now let's look at Hebrews 12.1. The book of Hebrews 12.1 says that we have, since we've been surrounded or encompassed with so great a cloud of witnesses. You see, all in this word is the witness of what God has done in people's lives, including our own. See, we're surrounded by that, people. We can't get away from that. Hebrews 12.1. Am I on you? Amen. It says, now, since we are encompassed with so great a cloud of witnesses, Remember, the cloud is the word. And all in that word is all kinds of witness testimony about what God has done in people's lives. And we could write a book on it too. And it says, since it's like that, it says that we ought to lay aside, be ready to lay aside every weight and sin that so easily beset us and run this race before us with patience. Ain't that what it says? See, we, we, we need to ante up with God. You see, we need to learn how to have some strength about it and support it to it. And not every time. You see, Jesus told us the man that built his house on that sand, when the storm comes and the wind hits and the, and, and, and the sea rages upon it, it says that thing going to fall and oh, what a great fall it is. Those are the words of the Lord. But he said, if you build your house on a rock, you like a wise man. So when the storm came and the winds beat all up against it and everything, he said, hey, it didn't hurt. It couldn't knock it over. But too many of us are building our castle on sand. And when the storm hit, you know you can build a, and you can build a sand castle and as soon as the, the tide come in, and go back out, dead stuff. It's gone. It's just like that, you know. But build a big structure, a strong structure there. It'll take a whole lot to knock it down. It'll take more than the evening tide to knock it down. Revelation 10 1. We'll close this thing up with this cloud tonight. Revelation 10 1. Word of the Lord says in Revelation 10, 1, And I saw another mighty angel, that's a mighty message coming from a messenger of God. And it came down from where? Heaven. Heaven. Clothed in a what kind of, a what? Wow. Clothed in the word, didn't he? So whatever that, that angel had the word with him, he was clothed in the word. He had a message from God. And look what else he had. Y'all remember the rainbow? Well, who's the rainbow? Jesus. In the cloud, wasn't it? He had that rainbow upon his head. In other words, that angel had the power of God in his mind. 
when he came to deliver this message. Y'all y'all catching this? And his face was as it were the sun because he had the love of God too. And his feet uh-huh, was as pillars of fire. Remember? At night, the cloud was a pillar of fire. Uh-huh. And in the daytime, it was a cloud. And here it is right here, the same thing. That angel that came with that cloud, same day. Cloud by day, pillar of fire by night. Go to Revelation 11, 2. Or 11, 12. Excuse me. Revelation 11, 12. And they heard a great voice from heaven saying unto them, these are the two witnesses, the covenant of witnesses. Come up hither. Didn't say stay down there. It said, come up hither. Uh-huh. And they ascended up to heaven in a cloud. Who else did that? Remember Acts 1 9? Ain't that what Jesus did? They ascended up. See, that which was dead, when it's called up, the word of God is resurrected up in that cloud. See, we've been resurrected up in the word of God, people. That's all I'm trying to say up in here. See, see, and, and if you want joy to be inside your soul, if you want to be happy, then you got to hold on tight to what God is doing in your life. And anybody ain't with that, it's, well, I'm sorry, but I ain't trying to hear that. I'm happy in my life. I mean, come on, man. I, look, I don't care nothing about politics. I don't care nothing about none of that mess. Look, I'm happy. I'm going to stay happy. I'm going to stay in my word, and I'm going to do what God tells me to do to the absolute best of my poor little ability. So he says that, and, and at the end he says that, and they ascended up to heaven in cloud. Well, look at Revelation, because I'm, I'm, I'm closing it. Revelation 14, verse 14 through 16. And this is where the cloud is. Revelation 14. Verse 14 through 16. Over there. We ended up with this rapture. And I looked. Verse 14 says. Chapter 14, verse 14. And I looked and behold a what kind of cloud? Look what the cloud did. It ain't just cloud no more, is it? It doesn't turn white, ain't it? That means it's pure spirit. Pure spirit now. Ain't no more gross in it. All spirit now. See, because he didn't really take us up. And only the spirit going, flesh and blood can't enter and in. Y'all in the kingdom of God. Y'all know that, huh? Amen. See, the cloud's white now. And upon the cloud, somebody said, sat, like unto the builder of man, the builder of God in man, the son of man. He's the builder of God in man. That's who he is. That's why they call him the son of man. Because he builds God in us, right? Amen. Having on his head a golden crown, a spiritual rule. It's all about the spirit. All about the spirit. And in his hand, a sharp sickle. Because that sharp sickle, if he can do something, he's going to do it quick, too. It cuts and it reaps out something quick. And another angel came out of the temple, mm-hmm, crying with a loud voice to him that sat on the cloud. <laughs> Thus then thy sickle and reap. That's the rapture. Just another, another part. For the time has come for thee to reap. For the harvest of the earth is what? He come to get his And he that sat on the clouds, which is the word, thrust in his sickle on the earth, and the earth was what? Well, he ain't going to reap the evil. He come to reap his harvest, right? He come to reap the harvest 
that came from the seed that he planted to us to sow. All right? So don't eat the seed. On a physical level. But you got to understand also that the seed that's given is the word. Mark 4.14. The soul sows the word. But in the word, it talks about various types of sowing. Now, let me put it like this. Some seed we eat, the word. But then other seed we don't eat, we distribute. So, so we, 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 and as we eat that word, we do distribute it too. But we, there are different types of souls. So I don't want to mix anybody up, 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 up in here in any way, form, or fashion. I want us to understand that there are different techniques that God has for sowing. But all sowing is given to us. All the seeds that are given to us to sow are given so that a harvest will come. God knows that what we have need of. He does. He knows. He knows every time. We don't have to go to God begging God for this. God knows. If we just do what God tells us to do, God has our back. Because he knows. It even says in his word that we don't even know what to pray for. But the spirit makes intercessions for us. Now that's, that's pretty tough, ain't it? It's letting you look, man. I, you can stand on it. Look, you, it's good to pray. I pray. I can't pray like them intercessors I got every night because they, they go at it every night. They work. I'm joking, work. I can't do it because I ain't built like that. But it's good to have folks. See, that's why you got folks in your church to do different things. Because there's never been a one man church. Never had. All God looking for some good folks, a little squad to take on the world. Jesus, he didn't have really 12 of them. One of them was the devil. But he had God. Well, look what he got. God's a revolution. You know, that still persists this day. But just like the Constitution that our forefathers made, people are getting away from the word. In other words, they want to change now. Everything they want to change everything now. And Jesus said, the word of God says that they would think to change times and laws. But it won't work. It won't work. I pray to God that, 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 that we've been able to up here, me and the Holy Spirit have been able to help y'all this evening. You know, I, I hope you've been blessed, confident, and just understand that God loves y'all and y'all stay on point and do what God tells you to do, and I guarantee you it all works out just fine. You know, we ain't got time to take no wood and listen. Just be happy. Be happy, people. You know, whistle while you work. You know, never try to get on your back while you're working. Just go into your personal sanctuary. Just go in your personal sanctuary and say, okay, Lord, you, you handle this. You know, get that devil off my back. You know, you go ahead on and handle this for me. God bless y'all. Y'all give God some grace.